Otis dead and gone Left me here to sing his song Pretty little girl with a red dress on Poor Otis dead and gone Yeah, back down to rest slowly try it again remembering when it was easy try it again much too easy remembering when oh hey look at my shoes not quite the walking blues don't fight for much to move can't fight the running blues Thursday, September 6th, 2018, episode number 673 of Ayah Dude. My name is Jonathan and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Hello, Jonathan. 673, is that correct? Episode number 673 of our podcast, Mm. Ayah Dude America, through the eyes of two American Americans. Although we are both right now in our most most natural state. Our most natural state. state. However, However, we've loaded the studio slash apartment up. With multiple cameras. Uh, we are attempting to film a, an episode here. Hopefully it, it goes off without a hitch. Um, but we are we'll, 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 in the same state that we would be in if those cameras were not to be here. They, were, these were, they, they have materialized. That is, the, that is the hope. That is the desire. So there's no, there's no um, put on, no pomp and circumstance. No, no this is Two not Two guys a, doing a comedy podcast that, that they've they always in done. February of 2006. Same, same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Do you know anything about the Grateful Dead? Mm. So now let me just, let's just, I'm going to look at you. I'm forgetting all of this and just, just be here now. Our dear friend Ram Dass would tell me. It's very difficult though. These lights. We've done it before. We've done it before. We'll we were younger. To, we were younger. More enthusiastic. Um, more Hopeful. younger. Uh, the Grateful Dead, they're a band. There's a designer, an L.A. designer, James Purse. I'm sure you know James Purse. He's um, 
a long time deadhead. Yeah. So he used to sell. He used to sell his bootleg Grateful Dead baseball hats in parking lots at shows back in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might you might even have got a hat from him. <laughs> Maybe you bought a hat from James first in the in the shakedown back in the day. Uh, he's teamed up with um, what's Mister Weir. But Bobby, Bob Weir, Bobby Weir, Robert Weir. He so James Purse now at his sort of high end fashion house on Highland. You can go in and you can buy these collabs, Grateful Dead collabs. I was looking at a there's a, a blanket, teepee? a cashmere. There's a teepee, or is that Stephen Allen? Did Stephen Allen do it too? I know Debbie Allen. <laughs> And dance. I don't it's, know. Is I, it the shipping container? Like, have you seen it? It's a pop-up. Yeah. There's a teepee. Okay. And it's like... For sleeping? Uh, Love making. For buying at insane amounts of money. How much is that blanket? Cashmere skull blanket, $3,000. How much? 3000 <laughs> Not 30 I think the tent was 10 Gs. Well, there's a Grateful Dead pool table. I know you love billiards. <laughs> Sn- snook- Snooker. Yeah. The Grateful Dead pool table is $28,000. This is a fucking racket. Shakedown Street, <laughs> Shakedown Pop-Up. Um, yeah. I saw a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac. That's what I yelled at them when I drove by. That's my commentary. They were like, what? Uh, I don't know. Twenty-eight grand for that Grateful Dead pool table. It's, well, you might be a Grateful Dead enthusiast. You might also love pool. I mean, that's insane. That's a lot of money. Yeah, somebody sent me some pictures of the inside of it, and I was like, "This is like I'm get you that teepee. not cool, um, bro. This is uh, not cool, bro. It's what are you gonna do? There are people that were fans. Yeah, I mean, it's like They're everyone that goes to somebody. Yeah, it's like everyone that goes to a Rolling Stones concert now is like a. 60 year old millionaire yeah. you know they used to maybe like manager, they used to yeah. be in like a bike club yeah. gang kind of thing and now they're you know yeah. so it's just like okay well you guys are capitalists yeah they need so, to buy things too yeah i guess that's what's up you know so yeah and keep i know jerry would be thrilled oh thrilled with the keeping of the spirit of the hate h-a-t-e h-a-t little uh little handmade tie dots gonna run you about six thousand dollars <laughs> Um, what are you going to do? Uh, for the first time in 50 years, an astronaut in training is quitting NASA. Astronaut candidate Rob Cullen has resigned halfway through his two years of training at Johnson Space Center in Houston. Now, NASA spokeswoman Brandy Dean said his departure is effective Friday and he is leaving for personal reasons. However, the space agency cannot discuss due to privacy laws. Yeah. Cullen was among 12 new astronauts chosen last summer from a record 18,300 applicants. Cullen, 34, was working as a senior manager at SpaceX when selected uh, and said at the time he was hoping to fly on a vehicle that he helped design. SpaceX and Boeing are developing NASA's first commercial crew capsules due to launch within the next year. Now, he grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, and worked as a commercial fisherman in Alaska and as well as an ice driller That's in Antarctica. He was out, looking at, out at night looking at space, <sighs> dreaming. He's like, maybe someday maybe I could make a vehicle 
a spacefaring vehicle. Shoot it into space. Maybe I could get picked out of 18,000 people and then quit. be one of 12 and then be like, psych, deuces. <laughs> he hates space. Uh, the last time astronauts in training resigned from NASA was in 1968. That was one year before they landed on the moon. Why do you think Rob Cullen has left his training a year into such a prestigious... It's got to be something with Elon. It's got to be something. <laughs> this has nothing to do with Elon. Did he work at SpaceX? He did. And it has everything to do with Elon. Uh, what could that be? Personal. Personal. He's terrified of space. I just He's realized... Like, There's no way I'm, doing I'm getting picked. There's 18,000 people because I'm terrified of space. Wait, I never thought you guys would pick me. There's no way they're going to pick me. This will make it look oh, real good. Fuck like, they make me, me think I like space. Star Wars t-shirt. Never seen it. <laughs> Hate space got picked. Fuck. That was it. And then it was, he had no choice. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do. And he's just like fuck. treaded water for a year. And then finally was just shit. like, ah, shit. I'm going to have to tell him I can't, you know. I think my, it's like my dad. <laughs> my dad, uh... <laughs> I shouldn't maybe tell this, oh, but no. I mean, I think maybe I've told it before and I still shouldn't tell it, but that he, you know, he, um, ditched school when he was younger, Catholic school and to avoid punishment, you know, said that he had been kidnapped and it went, it went deep, deep, like giving a description, wow. police being bayou. like, we found him. We found him in the bayou. <laughs> like what? Get him out of here. Get him out of the bayou. The Rougarou got me. So he had yeah, to so he eventually had really, cop to like yeah. guys. I was just like, like in the I was like underneath like a house yeah. the whole day, just like <laughs> playing with myself, smoking cigarette butts. I found <laughs> poor guy, poor bastard. That I mean, yeah, like old, rogue New, York, <laughs> New Orleans detectives took me, like <laughs> threw me in the back of a 1969. But that's what happens because like those Jesuit priests would they'd beat you bad back then. So Probably I mean, you, you would yeah. say anything to avoid getting fucking. Caned or whatever. Yeah. Fuck that. Just blame it on the Rougarou. That's what I do. <laughs> you get like in in Nolans through grammar school, you get six excused absences due to the Rougarou. That's I don't even think guaranteed. I know what the Rougarou is. Yeah. Hey. Oh, he's in there. What's he doing? Just mad dogging. Mizu. Miss. He's just chilling. Uh, you got me thinking about Hawaii. You got me doing Hawaii research. I can't stop thinking about can't it. Can't stop thinking about your trip to Hawaii. Am I still tan? Do I still look tan? No, it's gone. <gasps> gotta move back. Come on. You gotta go back. I've been trying to I've been trying gotta to maintain. I I take my shirt off at the dog park now. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you mean? I take my shirt off at future and I sell fucking gear. <laughs> to traveling bands that are in town. We playing at the satellite? Let me take my tank top off and sell you this amp. Hawaii's number one shooting experience, the Waikiki Gun Club in Honolulu, mm -hmm. opened in 1988. Experience live firearms, feel the power. Now, all you need is a passport and some paperwork. Open seven days a week. Now, here's the, here's the jam on this. Why they're, from the moment they open up the doors until they have to, like, push tourists out at night, it's all people from China, Japan, and Australia most who have never even seen a gun in so their lives. Just losing not, their not minds. only not shot one, but they've never, never like touched, seen never an actual handgun. They've just been drawing them in so, notebooks yeah, their like, whole lives. Oh, someday. 
someday. So you can get the the most popular course is course C, $149, six guns, 55 shots. You can get an AK-47. Uh, you get a 44, Smith & Wesson 44 Magnum. So that's just a just guarantee. Knock you, on, knock you on your ass. Come on. Nine millimeter Glock. So you're just like, right? Sideways? Just tourist galore. Money falling. You've never shot one? I don't think I've ever shot a gun. I got to do that. I should just get, to, I would keep saying, go down to 6th Street, go down to Los Angeles Gun Club. Why not go to Waikiki just don't Gun go- Club? And like, if, well, why not at this point of your life, if you've avoided doing it till now, if you're going to do it, like, also indoor ranges are, I mean, they're brutal. Like, like loud? <laughs> oh, it's the worst. You feel it in your bones, man. Much better, better be to outside. be outside. Vegas. Did you just go up to fucking Angeles Crest? Really? Ride my bike up there? Your bicycle? Uh, and my, uh, <laughs> oh, your hog. My hog, Mayans, MC Dog, <laughs> FXX. Be a part of it. Never seen an episode of Sons of Anarchy. Never going to miss an episode Watch, of Mayans. Watching Mayans and then seeing like NorCal, SoCal. Then Sons of Anarchy guys come in like Robert Patrick from T2. I'm like, was he even? I, yes. I don't know. Wait, are you in? Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, why did you do it? You just had to? My dear friend Richard Cabral uh-huh. has been cast as a series regular. There you have it. Um, I started watching a show. I can't get into that because it's too old. The show's too. But I old. just got into it. It's called The Golden Girls. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> B. Arthur's my favorite. <laughs> uh, no, the O. A. What's that Netflix show? Yeah, twelve episodes or something. It makes literally no sense. <laughs> People I talked to, they were like, "I am seven episodes in, couldn't tell you anything about it, and nothing's happened." Sweet television. I'm in. Oh, it makes me crazy. I. Have slower burns on your TV shows. Is that a USA show, Slow Burn? Is that a- <laughs> it's, it sucks, know. nothing happens. Well, that's what I'm worried about, but I'm oh, still... <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Sharp objects, spare everybody. Unbelievable how, on the final episode, well, yeah, something has to happen because the fucking show is over. So, so something has to happen, it will end, and at least there'll be no more, and then I can make my own... It does seem like there's... Nothing happens uh, on shows. You didn't... It used to be like... Things had to happen? Not cool to dupe, and like string people along, and now it's like if you can get away with it, get away with it. Like... If you can give them nothing and keep them there, then do it. Please. Like, it feels like... See how many they'll watch. Oh my God, nothing's happened. They're still watching. Yeah. They think it's mysterious. Yeah, that's not cool. It's like about a cult? Nothing happens, right? No, Anyone? it's not about a cult. It's that's about not, a... That's, which one's that? She goes missing, shows up seven years later. When she went missing, she's blind. When she comes back seven years later, she's not blind anymore. She had been kidnapped. And Brad Pitt produced it. Oh, well then. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I figured right. you would have at least seen three, Sorry. three episodes. Watch at least three of everything Pitt produces. Is that plan B? Uh, the girl, the lead is very good She's in it. She's very pretty. She's blonde, very pretty woman. Yeah. And Brie, Brit, something. Yep. I don't know that show, but I know that people said, I watched a whole television series and nothing happened. 
Yeah, I guess that's maybe what's sh- what's, what's sh- going shaping on. up. You're about halfway in there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what can you do? What are you gonna do? USA Today snapshots. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh well, you are saying now, James Purse. If you're a Grateful Dead fan, you want to buy shit. If you love the Grateful Dead. This is what they do. If you like the Cowboys, you can buy that levitating football. I thought you might be able to pick Whoa. me that up. <laughs> Shit, right? Base lights up. Might as well get that on camera now that you have yeah, the Yeah, I mean, we do well, have. Might as well show that. How do you, what's do the you, best way to. What's the best way to show that? Show that now, bad that may boy. Be, that football look, seems to be hovering, levitating above its base. It also looks like a drawing, not an actual <laughs> photograph. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it floats. Floats and spins. So, so it's yeah, like a, it's like defies future. laws of physics. The future. <laughs> it's like, it's perpetual motion in a piece of merchandise. But what about oh, this when beautiful? we start drinking? Oh, shit. Well, I want to celebrate my team in style. That's a beautiful decanter with crystal glasses. Is that you o- have shittier shit and put the fucking logo of your team on that? I'm down with I could just replace this either old? one of these things with the Grateful Dead logo and just put they, it in James' they, purse. They have it. They have it, I'm sure. Is this old? No, that's new. That's cool. Oh, you like this set. I mean, tumblers and fucking scotch with Crystal like Crystal glasses and a decanter. They're rimmed on. with 12-carat gold. This is fucking <sighs> bogus. You think that's bogus and this is legit? The gleaming football floats and spins in midair above the base. See it in action now, live. Online, not live. <laughs> uh, That's going to be a beautiful now, centerpiece. Just to be clear, this picture that I've just shown, shown larger than actual size. Okay, so the, actual the, size, about eight inches, six and a half inches high. And the football itself is six and a half it's a little inches. baby miniature football. Six and a half little inches baby football. wide. But it spins in the air, waving to you. Hi. Catch me if you can. Oh, but if you got this, you what? would, it would be like coolest, featured front yeah. and center. No. What are you going to do? I'll just put this put in my bag. Right so here. I remember Remind myself. how quick, maybe they can overnight it to me. Celebrate I mean, your team like never before. We're only yeah, a few days away from the birth floating. for the birthday. So, I mean, we got to, yeah. I got to get on this quick. This is an exclusive offer just for me. <laughs> just for men. I'm the only one, just for men and me. <laughs> You, as I was saying, USA Today snapshots. You got you, that hologram like caught your eye. Um, 62% of global millennial parents are very likely to embrace the use of artificial intelligence-powered robots to operate on their children if needed. 62% of, of global, global millennials. So 62% of all millennial parents on earth. All on this planet, all on planet, on planet, parents would use a would, would use would, AI. Were, are likely to embrace the use of AI powered robots to operate on their children if needed. This was a source survey, a, a source IEE survey, survey of two thousand parents from the USA, the UK, India, China. Your doctor is here, Brazil. Looks a bit human for my millennial taste. Absolutely. You want a human? You want AIs? Don't drink, dog. 
AIs don't do blow and have like sex with like escorts and then like yeah. be like, oh fuck, like yeah, I gotta get that out of that hidden yeah, that kid I today. Get that kid out of that kid. <laughs> I gotta get that kid outside of that other kid. So, <laughs> I promised those parents <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do it's that. It's not there yet. Where it's it's still humans like like, like shaking. Yeah, like but doing and the thinking robot about arms, like, like oh fuck, oh, fuck I, I put another kid in the kid. I'm supposed to take one out like. There's two kids in there. Uh, <laughs> we're putting a kid in? Ah, what are so we? You're supposed to put a Sharpie and, and write it. Oh. Uh, yes. So you're saying. I'm saying, why not already? Just go for it. Here's my kid. Let the robot do it. It seems more precise. Um, you're okay. trying to get like a. It's precision, it's you precision. need. It's precision. Not a, somebody, a, a drunk going through a divorce. Yeah. You know, yeah. With his Corvette, he just bought speeding ticket. He got on the way to surgery because he's late. I mean, I have surgery. Fuck. I mean, there are definitely. Obviously, they use they use technology in these some of these more intense surgeries and stuff like that. But it's still, yeah, it's still a surgeon at the helm. But. And they're incredibly well paid for this. I mean, it would the I would the, doc- the, the doctors. Doc- I would think that in the next ten to twenty years, I mean, there's going to be like, oh, we actually don't need you for this anymore. Like, I would hope, right? But then, what are all those smart ass fucking people going to do that spend all that time like Fuck. to become like billionaires? Sorry, like the rest of us, fucking fucking starve and fight for your meals. Yeah, like everybody else, smarty pants. Sorry, should have thought about that. You know, what should have thought about that when? when I don't know. When you when you went to a pizza place and you had no problem when a robot made that, you should have thought about it. <laughs> oh, it's so cute! My barista's a robot. I'm a doctor. Well, never gonna have it like me. six years. I mean, certainly like appendicitis, maybe putting stints in shit like that. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of automation with that stuff because it's it's run of the mill shit. I think a lot of at it at this point. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Pasadena, California, joined the city of Los Angeles's Metro LA bike program last summer, July 2017. Los Angeles has 1,100 bikes that literally no one has ever ridden, ever. You've seen those Metro bikes downtown, and there's just 20 of them in a row, and like no one's really city using bike. Those. What is it? Metro bike? Uh, it's a bike sharing. Metro LA, yeah. Pasadena was like, I want to get in on this. We're going to think globally. We're going to act locally. Let's get on on this. They got 375 bikes. 14 months later, they've pulled all of them off the street because they were averaging less than one ride a day. Over the course of 14 months, since July of last summer, less than one person every single day got on one of 375 bikes all over the city. They spent $2.7 million on the program. Ooh. So I busted out my calculator so there wouldn't be no fucking shenanigans. If you got, that's about 425 days total. You basically, that's like $6,300 a day for that. A little bit more because they were averaging less than one a day. So essentially they could have just found the person on the bike and then just like 
bought them a Corolla, like a used Corolla, and been like, here. Never need to do that. And just do that every day for the program. Put that bike away. How do I see you in? You like dots and pickups? I knew it. I'm going to get you two. I got $6,300 here, and I'm, I'm, this is what I got today. What do you want? So, less than a ride a day, 14 months later. Why, why does every other city seem to at least have some? We are a huge, relatively flat metropolitan area. No hills up in here. Why does no one, why doesn't anyone do anything? Like no one I know that lives here rides the public transit. It's only German tourists. Yeah, and, and like, no one's getting on one of these. Bikes. No one's doing a bike sharing. No one get caught slipping, because there's nothing better than being in your own whip. And if you can do that, as bad as you know that is, you'd rather be alone in your car listening to your music and hating on the outside world. A hundred percent. That's it. But people, you know, it'd be much better for the environment if you got out of your car and got on this. Yeah. No, I'm quite safer here. Maybe not me, but everybody else. But also, it just seems like it's so quick for other people to move here and get on that program. Get too. on that civic program. Get on. No. Oh, get that, it. Like as soon as they get here, like they're from New York and they're like, oh no, I don't need a fucking. Didn't car. get a license. Like, I was 22. <laughs> fuck you. Oh shit. Been here for three weeks. Like yeah, I'm leasing a, a Jetta. In a Land Cruiser. Yeah, I just got it. It's amazing. Well, because of fucking, you want to do shit. You want to soak the city up. And if you want to soak the city up, you're soaking it up from Highland Park to, but to also Van Nuys like, to the fucking it's, beach. It's, it's, no one knows how awesome driving your own mm. whip is until you're driving your own whip. Mm. If you've grown up in a place where it's like, oh, you never drove. Mm, you got to drive. Then you drive and you're like, wait, I'm alone oh. and I can do this and I go anywhere I mm, want I and look stop this whenever and I want. Look out and people in my own head. Mm. Done. It's like mm. the best. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so, oh, I'm Houdiniing now because I'm going to the next place. Bye, I'm in my car. I mean, I'm waiting for nothing or no one. Yeah, that's, that's why. It's like freedom for me, Jonathan. It's really, it's freedom. It is freedom. That's exactly what it what is. It is. <laughs> it's pure freedom. Freedom. Liquid freedom. <laughs> uh, born Rolling in a... Rolling freedom. Born in a cask forged by sound. A bold collaboration of craft and creativity. Metallica has partnered with master distiller and former West Point chemistry professor Dave Pickerel. Whoa, Dave. To launch Blackened, a new whiskey bathed in Metallica's music using a proprietary subwoofer. The liquid, I mean, excuse me, the liquor will be available in stores, restaurants, and bars, as well as in a handful of locations on the Rock Legends U.S. Fall Tour. Additionally, each batch of bottles will come with an accompanying Spotify Apple Music playlist. Mm. Blackened, quote, Blackened isn't just the name of a song on Injustice for All. It literally helps shape the flavor. The blend of bourbons, rye, and whiskeys from all across North America, carefully selected by Dave himself. Dave Pickering? Pickerel. Pickerel. My bad. Is housed in a black is housed in black brandy barrels and inundated with low hertz sound waves so intense that it actually enhances the molecular interaction and ultimately the finish of the whiskey. Totally, totally a real thing. <laughs> Wicked real thing. Proprietary subwoofers and low hertz. It sort of infuses into the alcohol. Money, 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 money. Real thing. No, real thing. Dave, something or other. 
Dave Pickerel. One of the fucking greatest master distillers. First of all, you start with a great master distiller. First thing you got to do. No, no, no. Stop. You start with a great band. That's what you do. And then you go from there. He's... Um, that's um, not a thing, right? Uh, I mean, I, don't... I, know, I know sound does things and changes things. And if you put a glass of water next to a speaker, I guess the water will move. But nothing's being, that's, nothing's being infused with anything. So that's, um, that's another way that the Dallas Cowboys, the Grateful Dead, and fucking Metallica can steal from us. I think that... Listen, Listen, if you love the Cowboys, you have to have a fucking miniature football that spins in the air yeah, and reminds you, love, you that you haven't won If you love Metallica seasons. and whiskey, you're going you to drink Metallica's drunk. whiskey. Oh, God. Playing with a special Spotify list. And if you love the Grateful Dead and love pool, six people maybe in the world, you buy a $28,000 pool table. Because you're not going to play pool on a regular fucking... You're not going to play on a regular table. A Brunswick? Is that a table? No. See, that's that I don't... Oh, you think that's okay. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't. I mean, I've. I've the I cashmere think, blanket, yes. The pool table, no. It's all a bit much with that. I think. Very expensive memorabilia. Yes. I think is a bit nutty. Yeah. Memorabilia was supposed to be it, the idea of memorabilia was that it was accessible to fans of something that they could show their allegiance. Box. And then the fact that that memorabilia became valuable over time where they become collectibles as opposed to we're making all out the of gate out of the gate. The idea that, oh, we're only going to make 100 of them. We're going to sell them for $8,000 so that they're always going to be worth $8,000. Is Not that Jerry loved pool. We didn't know. They found his pool table in the basement and exactly. somebody bought it for 50 grand. Exactly. That, that oh, it, it's... Or that this is a, a cheap sort of thing that they made, but so few of them survived that they became worth money. Like, okay. not that... Like it's not up to the like, oh, this is a collector's item because we're creating a collector's item. You can't create collector's items. That's that's the whole point of them. The whole thing that's interesting about things that become collectible is that, oh, no one would have thought to keep those things. And then 50 years later, you're like, there are only 100 of them left because everyone threw them away or did something like that. It does seem like a racket. But now, selling merch is selling merch. You've got to be able to do that. But. But, but, can you taste, but doing when you sip that whiskey, you felt it, right? Or you sensed it? You heard it. You heard it in you, in your body. You hear it. You feel it. Yeah. Man, I feel like metal. Harvester of whiskey. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also. I mean. At least the hovering football is like, oh, it's a football and it hovers and it floats in the air. And it's like, I mean, it's like, it's like kind of like, oh, it looks like something that it's like whiskey infused with Metallica subtones. It's like, you know, I wear a fucking jersey. I wear a Kobe jersey because it's like he wears a jersey, not like, you know. Yeah, but he just, breathes on every jersey. He instills Mamba. He whispers Black Mamba into each jersey. You know what I mean, though? It's like, it's, it's fucking insane. It's so not but cool. But they're going to sell out at every stop. 
and people are going to be like, I, I actually don't fucking laugh at me. I, listen, listen, listen to sh- me. Just sip Shut it, up and sip, sip it, it and listen. Sip it and rock it. <laughs> I have, in honor of the kickoff of the 2018 NFL season, I have names from teams. Oh wow! Great NFL names, which is, I guess, a tradition of Ayaku. I was just going to say this is one of our one of our traditions. One of our is like, like a holiday tradition. Now this will be the second NFL season without my favorite named player, Bakari Jamon Rambo. He retired. Uh, Bakari, it's. In the NFL, it's less about retiring and more about Not having getting people just up. like closing the door on you. Um, Super Bowl 53 will be played February 3rd, 2019. It's going to work out perfectly for me because it's the game's on CBS. So Tony Romo will be calling the Cowboys winning their sixth Super Bowl, which will be for me, it's coming full circle. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. With Especially, my, yeah. In your, when I'm surrounding, when I'm in the lotus in position, surrounded by hovering miniature <laughs> hover balls, whatever the fuck we call them. In this dream, That's how I zone this out dreamscape now. you've created for yourself. And like, he bought 30 of them? Okay. Um, kick it off. Uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll say the name. You tell me what you like the name. Uh, Trey Davius White. Do I need to say the teams? I'll just say the names. We don't want to. We don't. We don't have all night. Raekwon McMillan. It's good. Sonoris Perry. Cordrea Tankersley. Sick. Laramie Tunsil. Now keep in mind that not only having to go with changes of teams, having to track down, make sure I have. I guess if I'm not saying the teams, it wouldn't have mattered that I went through to go team by team. But pronunciation, and some of them, bear with me, some of them are tried to find the actual, if they were hard enough to say, the actual player at some point on camera saying, this is how the fuck you say my name. Because some of them are... Cordero Patterson. Amara Darbo. Foloransu Fadukasi. Sharon Peak. Bilal Powell. Jadavion Clowney. Sick. Benardrick McKinney. Whitney Merciless. So good. Rigoberto Sanchez. Laraven Clark. Rigoberto is... Kind of funny. Rigoberto Sanchez. <laughs> Rigoberto sounds like a made up, like a, like a name you'd you'd you like. Like you... quickly, think, think. <laughs> what's your name, Jose? What's your name, Rigoberto? Like, come on, guys. Calais Campbell. Put your foot down, just in case it's. Oh, is it cock blocking my fucking my close up? Good call. Laurenti Zavon McRae. Adori Jackson. I like Adori, that's a good name. Zadarius Smith, Janorian Grant, Darquez Denard, Vontez Perfect. Still like one of the Still. best. Brianne Body Calhoun. <laughs> Fadol Brown. Frosty Rucker. Dominique Rogers Cromarty. 
just like that one. Dietrez Newsom. Laurent Duvarnay Tardif. Fuck. Charvarius Ward. Marquette King. All right. This is for my Cowboys right here. I have two Nigerian players. Chidobe Awuzie. That's good. It's like a beautiful a like song lyric good or night, something. Sweet Prince. Shit. Go to sleep and good night in a Cheeto Bay Awuze. Like out. Where did you guys go on vacation? Oh, we we stayed oh, a We stayed at the Cheeto Bay Awuzie on the big island. It can in any possible. Have you ever been to that restaurant? Oh. Oh my god. I got the so Cheeto Bay Awuzie. It's the best. The prefixy. Oh my god. And Jamez Olawale. The Nigerian names are banging. Now I got on the Eagles, they have two Tongans, which are both awesome. Halote Nata and Halapulavati Vaitai. That's awesome. That's a good one. Halapulavati Vaitai. Halapulavati is one, the first name? Halapulavati is, is, is his first name. Just the first name. Vaitai, the last name. So I would battle Tongan versus Nigerian for ultimate names. Are Nigerians uh, wide receivers primarily? So you're just going to go even closer. Fuck. You're just going to I'm keep... forgetting that the cameras are here. That's good, right? <laughs> um, I mean, Tongans are linemen a lot of the time because they're... Tongans are linemen. Are Big the boys. Nigerians runners? Are they, are they uh, one, one are on this special team? is a defensive back and oh. Jamez is a running back. Okay. So, all right. Um, Sumaje Perine, no, Sumaje Pirine, and DeShazer Everett. DeShazer. Saquon Barkley. Prince Amukamara. Roquan Smith. Amir Abdullah. Ezekiel Ansah. Amir Abdullah spelled A M I R? A M E E R. Darius Slay, Golden Tate. I don't. That one gets a little. It gets a little iffy. Okay. Just because the Tate Think sounds like taint with the golden, golden way too much. A lot. Yeah. Brings up sort of. Very weird. Very <laughs> weird. I'm with you. No, it makes sense. Quandre Diggs, Geronimo Allison. Laquan Treadwell. Now, the Packers, they drafted, which we mentioned at the live in the New York shows, out of Notre Dame, Equinemius Tristan Imhotep J. St. Brown was drafted. We saw bodybuilder John Brown yes. talking about his three sons. So Equinemius was drafted. He's the first one to be He's drafted. He's the first one to be drafted. Uh, he, two, his two brothers are you both You guys don't college. know about these guys or this family. It's sort of like what... Um, it's the Ball family, but yeah, like not but it, gross, yeah, it's like, but amazing. Kind of. That's like The Balls are disgusting, gross. It's like the Lonzo... The it's like Lonzo and his, and his brothers. His and Janky his, brothers that aren't going to play. And his asshole dad as opposed yeah. to that he's just like the best this i'm gonna a, chop your foot off 
fuck. This guy was a bodybuilder. His wife, uh, she's German, and she makes the had the kids. They all speak like German, four French, languages. Yeah. It's like he was like a Mister Universe, like the dad, but he's basically raised the three sons to yeah, be to like be professional professional football players. football players, and this is the first one, and he's they're awesome. The kids, I mean, from the from the uh, the real sports on them, I mean, they're they're it's a crazy life that they've all had, but they do seem to be like pretty well adjusted and they're not making like terrible trap music and like yeah. doing signings for like their like sweatshop like yeah. gross like back of the truck fucking garbage shoes and merch that they fucking fuck whatever what can you do Equinemius's brothers Osiris Adrian Amon Ra J. St. Brown and Amon Ra Julian Hero J. St. Brown it's the best names coming <clears throat> Takarist McKinley Damonte Kazee Captain Munnerlin, Dontare Poe, Denoris Searcy, get a couple from the Saints for you, German Bushrod, and Manti Teo. Yeah, Manti Teo's, he's been in, at it for a minute. Jaquiz Rogers, got another Tongan here on the Bucks. This one's too much. Tivita Tuliakiono. Tui Peloto, no. Moseke, Vahe, no. Falato, no. Ve. No. <laughs> they just call him Vita. That's a good one. I say we're going to have. What goes on the back of that jersey, though? It's, uh, it's like a his cape. Last name is Ve, V E A. Oh, okay. So we're going to have to go. We're going to have to go Tongan versus Nigerian and get the best names in real Tongan life. smokes everything. Seemingly. But the beauty. <laughs> okay. Jamez Olawale. It just. You just. It's like. Wrapping yourself up in the most the warmest blanket you have. Guides. Name blanket. Benet Ben Wickery, Nikel Roby Coleman, Indomitian Sue, Akib Talib, Jaquiski Tart. That's Pierre Garcon. Jaquiski Tart is like Jaquiski Tart is my favorite <laughs> vegan pastry. Shalom Luani. And Barkevius Mingo. So there cool. you have it. That's our 2018 NFL. Best of luck. Best best of luck to, to the all best of, of names. <laughs> best of luck to the best of names in this this coming season. Um, this is a ad that Seth cut out. Um, for it's the homeschooling almanac. Okay. Uh, homeschoolingalmanac.com serving you for 22 years 22 beautiful homeschooled years beautiful sheltered years so you do I guess so somebody if they started at, at the beginning of this magazine from birth through college you can homeschool college too you don't have to stop at high school <laughs> is that true you're staying you're doing your uh, post high school you're gonna get your here. PhD right here with PhD mama and right papa with mama and papa <laughs> in the basement We've converted the basement to a to a research lab for you. Ooh. I'm gonna. It's gonna. Ooh. It's gonna get bad. I'm gonna make you sit. Um, yeah, school shootings, child suicides caused by bullying. What? Sexual intimidation and harassment. Bullying and non-gun violence possibly still fatal. Students demonstrating no respect for teachers. Academic disasters and dropout rates. Pull your kids out now. Holy shit. Um, in this issue, they cover all of these 
pressing, pressing issues. I mean, those are real issues. These are all see them on the all news. valid reasons to pull your remove kids your school. children from traditional traditional public schools or any private or otherwise. Just, these things can happen anywhere: bullying, shootings, assaults. Um, they can't happen at home with mom. I hope not. It'd be awful if you were being bullied at school. My mom and I went for a, I guess what it would be, like an assessment or whatever for me to be homeschooled at one point. Because you were having difficulty within the settings. I just, I mean, I think my mom, bless her, exhausted, bless her heart. explored every All single options. possibility for me because I think she was desperate to 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 get me through school i think she thought i was quite special and probably rightfully so blamed a lot of um a lot of my my lack of success in school on uh, teachers in the dumb sc- teachers, schools, dumb schools <laughs> themselves, as opposed to just realizing that I was um, not willing to to do anything yeah. that I didn't at want. At the fourth didn't, school, when you were driving away, and she was like, "It's not him, it's you." She was like, "Oh fuck, I've said this <laughs> four different fuck." Bless her. Bless her heart, though. Again, uh, she. So we went to this spot in Ojai and talked to these. People, hippies, yeah. Let's just. Call I mean, it what it is. like the the squarest hippies, though. Okay. You know, it's like the the hippies that like it it. They're like they're not quite hippies. Okay, there's something else. Something holding them more, back. More more oppressive. Full hippie. More oppressive than a hippie. Yeah. More more shut down. More yeah, less yeah. less less. There's a lot less dancing and sort of open-mindedness. Take that belt off. I thought you were a hippie. Uptight, scared. Uh, it, it's the, the isolation, I think, is is the issue. So anyway, we went through it, and I was like, I think I was very into the idea at first, and then a little bit the idea. My mom, I think, ultimately was like, I'm not going to do this with you because like we won't, we'll never speak again. Like once you turn 18, like we'll stop talking and that'll be that. Like just that we'll hate each other both so much if, if this happens and yeah, that homeschooling, you still got to do, if you're the parent, like who the fuck wants to do that? I'm assuming you have to teach the kids. First of all, what the fuck do you know? And then second of all, do you want that? Just get them into school. You don't got to fucking, well, you still got to think about them, but at least, you know, until the nurse calls or something, you just, God, it seems to me I don't know many people that did it that weren't being subjected to some type of beatings or like some at least some type of like religious yeah text? family like spiritual you know uh some type of doctrine okay. of some sort yeah some type of oppression okay. or an attempt to stifle or or stop the child from experiencing Being things bullied. that 
it I, certainly wasn't about being bullied. It was more like, you know, you won't this way you don't have sex or drugs or whatever. It's just trying yeah. to. But but that the, the parents were convinced of something at the time that they, they needed to like, it's not like, oh, you're just so smart. And like, I want to teach you about all the things that I want to teach you all the stuff that the school won't teach you and take you all these yes. places. And that way Astrology, we can travel and Reiki it's like, and no, no Tarot it doesn't shit doesn't all the real arts. No. 10 a.m. You have Tarot. No. It's 11 a.m. Reiki. <laughs> 12 p.m. We, we break for lunch. But back at 1 p.m. Yeah, I don't think. Maybe maybe there's other people that have had different experiences. 888-842-2357, please. If you've been homeschooled and you'd like to talk about it, the Homeschooling Almanac. If, you're, if you've... I'd love to hear a story about that no matter what, but I think especially but if you feel as though it was a, a positive thing. Maybe that's what they would do because you'd want... If you, you you want to prepare the child for the real world, could a mom bully the child just for a short period this of time? This is what it's going to be like. This is what it could be like. And if you go to school. Yes. Knock the backpack. Oh. Uh, dear Amy. Yeah. I have a beautiful and wonderful girlfriend. I'm 63. She's 51. We're getting pretty serious about this relationship. However, she has a thing for motorcycles. I don't. She doesn't want to get her own bike. She doesn't know how to operate one and doesn't have a motorcycle license. But she feels like from time to time, riding on the back of another man's motorcycle would give her that sexual charge and rush. She had done this a few times before we met. I have grave concerns about this. I don't want us to fight or split up because she deserves this. But I think of the dangers of motorcycle riding, especially on another man's bike. I'm a car guy. (laughs) She, She enjoys riding with me in my truck. Well, truck is not a car. Well, overall, we have a pretty good romance. Nothing's a bike, though. (laughs) That's sweet, sexy bike ride. We can see us getting married, but this motorcycle thing's a real speed bump to me. This woman checks off all the boxes for me, except for this riding with another guy on a motorcycle. He's fucking really hung up on that. She's it's a sexual charge and rush. Well, do you get that? On a bike, you just get that. God, man. What a sexual charge and a rush. It's different for girls. It's different for women on the on a bike. Yeah. Because it vibrates their crotch areas. Interesting. So there is there's a there's a physical irresistible irresistible f- action happening. Okay. They're straddling that fucking that hum, all that, that all that power. Motor, that humming motor. Motor, all that raw electric <laughs> power. Um Okay, so there's a few things going on here. Um, okay. He's a car guy. How listen, do you I'm a car man. You can't compete with that. <laughs> you know he I've gets, always been a car man. Uh, you know he follows her when she gets on the back of those bikes in his car and makes sure that that sexual charge and or rush doesn't get too much. So, okay, you. it says that she's done this prior a couple of times before they got together. 
was this with men that she was with or this was while she was with a man yeah, on getting she onto sees another a guy man on a bike, bike. she gets on the hey can i get in the back can of i get a ride on that bike where were you where were you headed uh, wherever um what what do you do and you can't contain that you can't contain what she sees that you'll never be able to keep her off the back of another man's motorcycle it's just a calling that you can't your fucking Celica is never going to be able to keep her satisfied. She has to get on the back of bikes. It's just a part of her. But it has to be another man's bike. It has it can't to be, be another man. It couldn't even be his. And it couldn't be hers because she doesn't... She doesn't even have a, she doesn't have a license. She just wants to be on one. And he won't get one. No. Dude, he's in his 60s. He's like, I can't do that. He's got to let this bird free. So you're saying he's got to cut her loose. Can't. I mean, yeah. Because she, you wouldn't be able to just be like, yeah, go and get your rocks off, like riding on that dude's bike and then come home to me. Oh, me or or me, this guy. You and that guy. <laughs> me and my buddy. <laughs> 61 year I'm just friend. asking. It's like, okay, you don't, you're not going to fuck this dude. You're just going to. Jonathan. You're going to let him. Who knows? No, not who knows. There's got to be rules. Oh, okay. If I'm letting you get on the letting back, letting you is this property? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm. It's a. Okay. It's it's a. It's you. Yes, not yes. property, but that it's it's this is something that you, you you need to clear with me. Okay, right. She's insatiable to get her appetite to get on the back of motorcycles. She's brought it up in conversation. It's something that needs to be discussed. If she's going to do this, there has to be. Some parameters, some parameters, some boundaries, which is where she put her hands. Where do you put your hands on the back of a bike? Do you have to hold the person in front of you? No, you okay. can hold on to a sissy bar or something not in that nature. Okay. Did you have to make establish that rule with her? She's not allowed to. What if um, this so-called bar is not on this motorcycle? She is forced to put her arms around the man that's on the motorcycle. For safety. Where is she finding these, these men? <sighs> on the PCH. Where do you, I don't know where do where do you she find? She's waving them down like on the street. She's not seeking. There's, there's motorcycles everywhere. She's seeking them out. She putting out ads. <laughs> I think it would bother me. Okay. But if she check ticks all the other boxes, I would maybe one ride, two rides a month. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's a deep fetish she has. If it's a deep fetish, then like you're saying, maybe it's like, maybe you just need to be with a dude that rides a motorcycle. If you've got a crazy fetish and the only way you can figure this out is by like... Scratch that itch. Just scratch that itch. Then maybe you just need to be like, whoever I fucking get down with has to ride a motorcycle. Because otherwise you're asking someone to swallow their pride a bit to be like, yeah, go on, like... Go and do your thing and then like come home to me and my, just be here. my shitty little my pickup. I'll be in my car. Just sit in my car until you get back. I love you. Have fun. Hope Be safe. Hope you don't hit a pebble in the road. Plus, he is genuinely concerned for her safety. Is he? <laughs> he says is so. Is he? It's dangerous. If anyone was remotely very dangerous. Con- concerned about somebody's safety... They would never in a million years allow them to get on a fucking motorcycle. 
There could be nothing more dangerous than that. Literally, there's not many things you can do in the world that would be more dangerous than saying, I'm going to get on this bike that goes super fast, but I'm not going to ride it in this cul-de-sac with my friends. I'm going to get out on a road with other automobiles, some really huge, like pickup trucks, and just get in the mix and see what the fuck happens. It's like, in, it's an insane thing to do. Well, I mean, you let me do it. Well, <laughs> because I, what, what can I do? I don't know. What can you do? I can't follow you around. But do you like, think it's crazier to get on the back of someone else's than get on your own? Um, I don't. They're probably equally unsafe. I don't know. And don't, then, do you really think it's actually as far as? The, things that you can do that are dangerous well i don't know what could be more dangerous i think you might be surprised really world's fucked up i mean world's crazy man i mean certainly it's not as safe as flying but i mean no but you know yeah i i think it is it's that the accidents that occur are often uh brutal and and fatal well, they're brutal because the frequency in which they happen, a I don't fender think bender is, becomes like that's, that's, brutal. That's the problem. That's the issue. Yeah. That, 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 that the likelihood of being gravely injured is, yeah. is, is, is having incredibly, a car drive into your car at 15 miles an hour would like rock you having a car ride into your leg at 15 miles an hour would like probably hospitalize you. Yeah. Sever your leg. Maybe not several you like, but it would hospitalize you. Come on, baby. Jump on the back. Hold on. So, like you're saying, there is a possibility that he's genuinely concerned that I won't forgive myself if I was like, I let her go and ride on the back of this fucking jackass's fucking bike to get her rocks off. And now she's like, you know, she's fucking gone. She's she's gone. She's she's paralyzed. I loved you. (laughs) It's a deep fetish. I loved you, but it was that deep deep fetish. fetish. It ruined us. The U.S. Apple Association is projecting that the Red Delicious Apple is likely to lose its title as the most popular apple this year. I mean, it should because it's fucking gross. Oh, really? Um, A spot held for more than half a century. The Gala Apple will become America's favorite. Consumers love its taste, its texture, and its sweetness. Uh, so that means that the red delicious would take the second slot falling to the gala. The number three slot would be a granny Smith. Number four would be a Fuji. Number five would be a honey crisp. These are our top five American apples. Do you eat apples? I, I love apples. I don't remember last time I just ate an apple. Should I get if you had to guess which of those would be your favorite, do you have any idea? I wouldn't have any idea. A Fuji is my favorite. I'd grab a red one before a green one, I think, because it just says apple to me. I don't like. If I had the I don't choice. like red apples. I like. Okay. I so like Fuji's, Fuji's, which are, are like the pink or the they're like bit they're like red and green. I don't like a pure green. I like the weird middle ones, but they're the Fuji Fuji apples are my favorite as far as their crispness and their taste. How about texture? But texture? No. Um, and then, I mean, galas are better. Red Delicious, I find to be mealy. Okay. Like always, I think. But anyway, 
That's just me. I mean, I like green apples. I do like green apples. Okay, but you like to put Green Day on next to it and have it really infuse the apple with a little bit of. <laughs> well, what I do is I bore a hole into it and, and then I stick a Bluetooth earbud and just set, let it sit and just let it sit for about play, an hour and a half. Play three shitty songs and then turn Awful. that off and then eat that. What was that apple. fucking stupid record called? Gummo Dookie Dookie <laughs> Fucking 90s man It's crazy Crazy This fucking stupid world I mean this world now Wicked stupid too oh. There's a whole nother world of stupid back then too If we if we really remember There oh. was a There was a fully legitimized Fucking Idiotically stupid fucking Insane Terrible world. fucked up Bad world That we were completely and totally Complicit Complicit and 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 oh, buried in wholeheartedly buried in yeah this is an awesome world we're living in and i'm cool by the way by the way this gas station jacket with an ironic name will always be fucking dope it will never not look never look stupid i mean i'm in it forever forever um oh yeah dude yes america through the eyes of two american americans it's our 673rd episode. This is a podcast we started in February of 2006. It is now September of 2018. Um, we ask that you come back for our next episode. 674. 674. We do them chronologically. 888-842-2357. You can call. If you're homeschooled, you can call the voicemail. If, they, if, your, parents better, will, if yeah, your parents will better, let you. Who's a better teacher, your father or your mother? Who taught you? Uh, and then... Um, we are commercial-free, advertising-free, and we are listener-supported. Uh, as Seth said, we've been doing the show since February of 2006. Um, our listeners, and uh, I guess I should hopefully say now our viewers, support us by pledging to us through Patreon.com. Um, you can pledge, and it keeps the show ad-free. It keeps us thriving and able to bring content on a regular basis you also get access to the archives on our website ayadu.com that's all the shows that we have that aren't on our um podcast feed which is about 400 of them that that don't that don't uh exist on the feed anymore uh and all of our live show recordings and stuff like that you can go to our website ayadu.com buy a t-shirt or a sticker please tell a friend or write a review yes. of the show uh but most importantly uh come back for another one of these and um yeah yeah don't buy anything of anything that you not current merch from podcasts you listen to is okay if there's anything that you've liked over an extended period of time do not purchase anything involving it unless it's like super vintage and awesome okay just don't like if they've stamped something if they have thrown their fucking thing a label onto something don't do it. It's very it's very difficult to decide what the parameters and rules would be of what would be okay or not okay. But to me, if, if you want to buy a fucking, you know, you can buy anything you want if it's like dope and old and genuinely collectible. But yeah, fucking go for it. Okay. But like, if don't the, buy if the band, like if the thing that you're doing is not doing anything good anymore. Yeah. That's then that's stop. that's maybe what's up. Stop. Yeah. So with us, yeah. you're fine. With us, you're, you're fine because we're still forever. Rolling. Forever yeah. spitting heat. But if you loved a band and they used to make great music, now, and they, now they have music, John Mayer in it. Yeah, or I was thinking, or Metallica. 
then you can you don't have to buy yeah. new shit. Now from they own that. a winery together. Like yeah. don't buy their shit. Yeah. Don't let them. Don't let them have it. And if your football team hasn't played in a conference championship in 22 seasons, don't buy miniature hologram floating balls. Spinning balls. Spinning balls that you surround yourself in. Um, <laughs> um, we do this before every game. It's so I'm gonna get it stupid. this year. You're really gonna you're gonna do great this year. This is the one. Can't wait. February third. It's just to listen and watch Tony Romo when he is crying, looking out crying the because field. He feels like he should be there still. <laughs> uh, come back for come back for our six seventy four. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.